Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and the rest of you out there not having a nice day. Yeah. We're about to change that on Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, FM 99 of the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast, episode 133. Oh, what an episode it's going to be for you. Uh, amazing. Whoa, I'm whoa. still picking up my jaw here. I'm Sean. This is Dave. <laughs> Sean uh, Dave Taylor. Yeah. Dave, we're, we're always here with you. Uh, but right, let's get the business out of the way first. Uh, you can find the podcast lots of different places. Again, I said FM99 and The Fox. So that's FM99.com and 1069thefox.com. You can find us under the media tab. ESPR links to our most recent episode on our SoundCloud. Or you can find us on your all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling. Subscribe and give us a five-star rating and a review. If you could, we would greatly appreciate it. And if you want to interact with us, please do. Facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99. And, of course, you can email us, ESPR at FM99.com. I mean, really, what else are we going to say about this week? This week's episode, I- I'm such a fan of it. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, a, it's a shorter episode for you this week, but I think you'll really appreciate the content because we had a very special guest in the studio we were joined by the legendary, the WWE Hall of Famer, the best-selling author, the the former commissioner. I mean, there's yeah. a million things he did. The hardcore legend, Mick Foley. Thank you so much for joining us. An angry Mick Foley. Who could be taking a nap. Who just found out that this podcast we're doing <laughs> will not air before my event in Virginia Beach, therefore having no <laughs> impact whatsoever on the show tonight. No, That's sorry. why we do media. I'm to attract sorry. people to the event. You know what? I'm going to bring my C game for you guys. All right. Okay, so deal. This is the right. worst possible thing. It's the boring guest. This, although, i got to be honest, the C McFoley is still probably still better not bad. than yeah, it's not talking bad, yeah. on a regular basis. There's a lot of the guys, uh, this is not a knock on, I guess it is a little knock on them. You know, they kind of tow the company line and you mm-hmm. don't hear much out of them. You know, and then guys, well, I guess guys my age are usually bitter and willing to spill the beans. Uh, but we'll try to fall somewhere in the middle. Okay, well, that's fine. We work with that. Okay. Uh, but just so we can help you out, there are lots of events coming up for Mick Foley to catch him live. Oh, oh so you guys are beyond just the yeah. vagina. So oh, I yeah, better yes, pep yes. up in a hurry. <laughs> yes, this is. All right. You're, you're <laughs> not going to. He's awake. He's you're not going to get monotone Mick today. You're okay. going to get, yeah. Yeah, no, if you go to realmickfoley.com, he's got a whole list of events. I mean, he's got, jeez, uh, looking at this, you got Maryland coming up, Connecticut, Fort Myers, Florida, uh, then. Into March, he's got Roanoke, Virginia. There's tons of events. You have lots of chances to yeah, get man, out. Yeah, man, we're hitting over 20 states Whoa. Uh, in 2020. And uh, once I uh, get on the road March 10th in Roanoke, I'm on the road for 50 days. 50 days! That's longer than my longest uh, wrestling road trip ever was. Really? Yeah, it is. Wow. So, so probably a little less painful, though. Yes. <laughs> and even on nights when things don't go particularly well, it's just an emotional pain. That's well, that you know, and we all we all learn to hold those deep inside. Yeah. And, just and then, but the nice thing is you're back out there the next night. You can vindicate yourself. Uh, that was one of the difficult things about being an independent wrestler is where every match is your biggest match. And if you have a bad one, it might be another two, three weeks before you can go out there and uh, – try to make things right. So I, I do every night. I try to figure out how I can make each show a little bit better than the one before it. So if like you're in Des Moines, which we have some friends out there, yeah. by the way, so do you go for the cheap pop when you're on stage? or uh, Well, no, I can't do that in Des Moines because I have to be able to look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> and I can't do that after saying the words, it's great to be right here in Des Moines. <laughs> no, I think I, when I've heard myself saying, it's great to be right here in Belfast, Northern Ireland. <laughs> Actually, it was great to be there, and I do love Des Moines. Uh, yeah, I do. 
I do the cheap pop. Sometimes I, I make people wait on it a little. It's like my finishing move. That okay. and the one, I drop one F-bomb a night, oh. and I try to make it count. And part of the fun of it is like trying to figure out where I'm going to drop it and how. And so you see what happens with the audience during the – I do an hour of stories up top, follow it up with about 40 minutes of Q&A. And then sometimes like a question will jog a memory and I'll be like, hold on, I'm going to come back to that. And it's just a real great feeling you know, of uh, achievement when I can uh, find a new and interesting way to drop an F-bomb. <laughs> Man, that's, that's quite the, uh, the, the goal for the evening every time. Um, okay, so I, while we have you here, there's a lot of things. I mean, Dave and I are, are very avid wrestling fans. Uh, we watch all the time. We've been watching you for a long time. So, you know, some people come up and say they're big fans. Yes. But you guys have the photos. Yes. From yeah. 10 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of your gentlemen looks like you're dressed in a dog suit. Yeah, that would be Dave. That was me. And uh, <laughs> is there a backstory there, or is this something you'd like to do? The, well, <laughs> <laughs> yes and yes. Uh, yes. Uh, th- that dog suit goes back to my like college days, and um, and I've, I, I wore it ever since. And so I was, I was joking, like, that would be my next wrestling gimmick. I'd be the Dave the Dogman Taylor. All right, I like that. And, and that's uh, Jeff Jarrett came to the studio that day, and I shot a video with Jeff. By the way, I have to I'll send Rick the link. And uh, and so I was in the in the outfit, and he's like, "We well, can't be the dog, you know, the dog man, because um, you know Michael Vick's from this area." So <laughs> I, on, on the spot, he comes with Bob the Beaver. You're gonna be Bob the Beaver, and I'm like, "Are you gonna, you know, you're gonna hit me with a guitar?" And he's like, "No, no, it's like Kryptonite, man. I'm gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna hit you with a guitar. And you're gonna eat it up because you're a Beaver." And I'm like, "Oh, no, no, just." <laughs> a short little video that like nobody saw. So, so you're saying Michael Vick has taken just the entire species of dogs <laughs> off yeah, the table yeah, in yeah. Virginia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I used to work at the wrestling events to go back to, um, and I used to joke to be the dog, you got to beat the dog. Of course, this was yeah. like the Ric Flair thing, and I wore it at Sunday Night Heat back in 2002, and there was a match between uh, Crash Holly and the Big Boss Man, and I'm okay. in the front row, and Taz and Michael Cole call me out. During the match, yeah. commentary. And, and Michael Cole says, hey, Chewbacca's at ringside. And, uh, and Taz says, get a job, stupid. <laughs> Whoa. So there's Dave's claim to fame. There you go. I like it. All right. So. You're going to be wearing the dog suit yeah, at my could, show? Yeah, if I could do that. Yeah, for sure. Go All right. For the AC will be on, right? A little bit. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'm just going to turn it off just for you. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, our, our nerdy uh, long-time wrestling obsessions aside, um, we know that you follow the current stuff. Uh, yeah, we, we yeah. Will, we will follow you online. Not as closely as I used to, but right. I still I keep you know try to keep my fingers on the pulse of what's going on. Right. And I mean, one of the things you've been outspoken on is your uh, admiration, your, your how how much you like Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I do like Drew. Yeah, just won the Royal Rumble. We had the pleasure of speaking with him what a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago, or something yeah. like that. We had we had to talk to him. So before all that, and. Uh, for you personally, when you see somebody like Drew, who has really busted his ass for such a long time, left, went out and kind of did the independent thing on his own, yeah. re- reworked his whole style, and then came back, and now you see where he is. Does that, I don't know, does it kind of reaffirm yeah. the business to you again? It does. I think it's really inspirational, yeah. and it almost sets a whole new model for what a guy can do when they leave the company. And I remember telling... Um, Big Cass, mm-hmm. you know, he was kind of down because he left and he was asking for advice. I said, go catch up on what Drew McIntyre is doing in Insane Championship Wrestling in uh, Scotland mm-hmm. because he is reinventing himself to the point where 
I actually drew. You know, it's not like we were close friends. I always right. liked Drew. You know, and I actually, actually I got a kick out of the three MB thing. You know? Yes, I did too. But when he was getting the uh, the big push as the chosen one, he looked still looked like a boy. You mm-hmm. know, he was a very handsome young man, had a great physique, but he still looked like a boy. And I would have thought, hey, you know, he should be happy to have this 3MB thing. It's fun. People like it. I was upset when they were released. I thought that was a good gimmick. Right. And so I always liked Drew, but I wouldn't have considered myself like a close friend. And so I was a little surprised when, as soon as he left, he he, he got in touch with me and he said, look, um, if you have the chance, I'd really appreciate it if you watch this video. He said, I know there's a little bit of swearing in there, but it's an <laughs> over 18 crowd. And it was like I was watching a different human being. He came back to ICW. The first thing I did, and I don't text. I don't text Hunter much. I don't bother them with, yeah. with suggestions. But I was like, Hunter, I know this guy just left. You you should keep your eye on Drew McIntyre. And I think I even said he's like an entirely different human being. And uh, he just worked his butt off. He reinvented himself. He came back, and now he look. He's like he's still a good-looking guy, but he's a man, you know. Yes, absolutely. And I think I know this shouldn't make a difference. The fact that he allows the hair to grow in his chest, like that, <laughs> separates him, you know. Agreed. It's like man, he's like, you know, I would not have predicted Drew winning, but it was one of those things. I don't think anybody predicted Drew's winning, but it just one of these things that clicked is making total sense. Like, yeah. this makes sense. This is a match I want to see. Uh, by virtue of Brock looking indestructible for the first, you know, he threw out 13 people. And then Drew not only eliminates him, but with authority. And then Brock was down. He didn't hop up like it was yes. a fluke. And it's like, this guy can go toe-to-toe. He's not afraid of him. He's not intimidated. And I think already Mania is shaping up. I think... Uh, uh, we, I think we were concerned that we we're going to see Charlotte and Becky again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the two amazing workers. And, you know, I think the world of Becky's one of my, my closest friends. But we've all seen that. And right. then uh, I was on the road. I was in D.C. doing my show. But when I came home, I took a look at what was going on. I was like, wow, Rhea Ripley yes. just challenged yeah. Charlotte. Man, you know, like, and uh, I saw someone, you know, do a write-up saying that that's a step down for her to go down and challenge her. Like, no, no, it's not. Like, I think you'll find a few million people who will disagree with you. (laughs) And uh, there's always a chance they'll throw a third person in there. Uh, I hope not. I like the singles matches. Uh, But that's a dynamite match. And so, and I think we'll have Becky finding a new, you know, a different challenge. And uh, so right away, I see two main event marquee matches that make me want to watch that show. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Do you think it's probably uh, Shayna Baszler? Is that the Maybe so, yeah. You I know, mean, in that, I think, pe- back, I think people would really like that. If Ronda came back, I still think that was the match. With all due respect to Charlotte, I still think that singles match is what people wanted to see. And I think they would want to see it. You know, Becky's so good. Uh, on the microphone and her social media really engages people. Like if Becky Lynch leaves wrestling, if she doesn't land a job with a Fortune 500 company, like <laughs> leading their social media, like uh, I think the world is her oyster at this point. You mentioned that you were friends with her. Has and obviously she's became a star. What was like her? mindset before all this happened i mean was she down or did she just have the drive and like the she was you know i mean i i i I asked her to be okay if i bring these things up you know because these are text message and confidence but it's like i go back and i look at 
text messages where she's thinking of calling it a day, you know? Wow. Yeah, really. So I remember her asking me for advice, and one of the things I said, I said, be patient and be ready. You never know when that break is going to come. And, uh, man, when it, when it arrived, it reminded me of the response that Drew received when he when he when he gave the boot to Brock, yeah, and then more importantly when he won the Rumble, and it was like this makes total sense. This is what I want. He'd he'd built up all this credibility with the WWE universe over the last what three or four years, right? And it made total sense. The same way that when Becky turned on Charlotte, it just was like yes, this is what we want for her. And when people were, t- I was watching it, you know, with a few friends, and they thought the fans were chanting. You deserved it at Charlotte. Oh. And they were like, why are they down in Charlotte? I said, no, I think they're saying you deserve it to Becky. And they right. said, why? I said, because I think they realize this is going to be big. And it, and it was. It absolutely was. Yeah. She's going on to become really, I mean, if not still the, the biggest star in wrestling at that, at that point, um, which great for her. We were all huge fans of her. We still yeah. are. Um, like you mentioned, Rhea and Charlotte. That's going to be amazing. Um and we're talking about the kind of the newer crop, but I want to bring up the older crop for a second with two guys you're very familiar with, uh, one being Edge, who just yeah. made his return. Oh, yeah. There's another marquee match, right? Yes, with Randy Orton. I mean, this is perfect. He oh. comes back. He looks like a million bucks. Yeah. He's been out of, the, out of the business for nine years, and he's mm-hmm. the Edge people remember with the long hair. Yes. You know, he went the short, you know, short hair, and it was like, okay, we yeah. know you're doing your thing. He's got the TV show. But people loved the Edge who returned. He looked like he was on top of the world. What a great night for the Copelands, right? Yes. Uh, Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Who looked great. Uh, looked Despite great. taking that ugly uh, bump yeah, on the back of her head. The back of her head. Or, oh. know, it's, not, it's not a crimson mask but it's covering the back of your <laughs> right, head. Right, no. <laughs> but she carried on, and then Edge had that great performance. Yeah. We see Randy Orton the way. Just when you think, like, okay, what could they possibly do with Randy Orton? Mm-hmm. And then he reminds you that in the right scenario, he is the most believable you know, cold-hearted, despicable yeah. heel in the business. I just had that conversation with a friend the other yeah. day that when he finds the right situation, yeah. there's no heel better than him. Oh, and the, and the way he tells stories with just the slightest expression it's, of his yes. face, you know? Yes. And you're like, is he really that cold? Yeah. The, the way he worked that crowd when he attacked Edge on yeah. Monday Night Raw was a thing of beauty. It was drawn out, but they were hanging on every oh. little thing he did. It was great. And so what do you think about guys like Edge or even Daniel Bryan we can talk about? Because similar thing, coming back from these seemingly career-ending injuries and in the age of medicine we live in, some guys may be getting a second chance they wouldn't have gotten 10, 15 years ago. Right, right. I mean, WWE absolutely did the right thing with uh, Daniel, Mm -hmm. and and he was fighting it. You know, he wanted to wrestle. Like, his prime years were taken from him. And so it wasn't like they just one day said, all right, you can go. I mean, he went through the testing and – it came up uh, clear, and I assume it's the same thing with Edge, and he's going to be working a more relaxed schedule. Right. You know, I advised Daniel, you know, when he asked me years ago, you can alter your style. You mm-hmm. don't have to do all that. And, you know, you can, people will, I know you want to give people the four and five star matches every night, but they're going to give you a pass, especially if they realize that you're dealing with a head injury, you know, like. Yes. You know, you don't have to bring those forearms in with such velocity every night, you know. He still scares me when he does that uh, diving. And he the, shouldn't do it. That's headbutt one, or the drop kick. That's oh. the one he should change. But um, uh, I don't know where, you know, where the storyline with him and Bray is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's shaping up to be a really good mania. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of 
the timing, making sure the card is laid out so people can get their emotional breaks. You know, like you can't just keep it uh, the, the the your foot on the gas for the six hour show. You got to right. have some some breaks in there, and that's really important. Uh, it's hard to really peak. Uh, with the main event, because a lot of fans who are in Tampa have seen 10 or more events, you know, including Access or mm-hmm. WrestleCon. They've seen six shows. I was across the street from something, it was called the Sugar Mill in New Orleans, and they had live wrestling going from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. And uh, so I finally walked across the street <laughs> from my hotel and, and caught wrestling at 1.30 a.m., and the fans were still into it. But I think there's only so much wrestling you can see, and some of them are just worn down or hung over by the time uh, Mania shows up. Now, I know we don't have a lot more time with you. We don't want to take up your whole day. You yeah. do have to promote the show you have tonight. What show uh, is that? Uh, the show with the funny bone. Oh, the one that'll be over by the... Yes. But, like you said, go to realmickfoley.com, especially, you know, the only shows I'm doing in, in uh, February from here, uh, Timonium, Maryland. New Haven, Connecticut, Fort Myers, Florida. But once March 10th hits, you know, we hit Roanoke, Virginia, right. Pikeville, Kentucky, Chattanooga, Tennessee. I mean, we hit, tw- you know, 20 different states. I'm going to get the show up tonight. I'm going to get it up in like in 20 minutes. All right. Nice. Deal. So there you go. Let's do it. All right. So uh, Squeaky wheel gets the oil, huh? <laughs> Well, and also the you know the longtime hero and, and, and you know person we admire the cartel by the way that's what I was trying the to remember. cartel that was uh, it not the syndicate yeah, the yeah, cartel the cartel is a uh, stable he was in the global wrestling back yeah. in the so um, <laughs> before we let you I did want to ask you you brought up uh, like all these things different things people have seen by that time I wanted to ask about your opinion of all elite wrestling yep what do you think about what they've done so far do you think they're they're taking the right approach yeah. to how they're building their company uh, using guys like Chris Jericho yeah. to help kind of establish their main event scene. This is where I should say I don't I don't watch it as much as I should right. because my son is one of the writers on NXT. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's and, doing a fantastic uh, job. Thank I just you. And he's, that. Any, any, I think he's the head writer on uh, 205 Live. Might wow. be the only writer on 205 Live. <laughs> uh, so I, I tend to watch their show and I'm out on the road a lot. I Fair don't enough. I don't DVR stuff as much as I used to but I do, I do keep up with it. I watch clips if there's mm-hmm. a great promo. I don't watch as many matches. Right. I know there was uh you know some growing pains where when you're taking guys who've never worked for a major company. Yes. And the only thing they know is to go full tilt, you know, and get your flip, you know, which every night you have to get over with a different crowd. So they're getting they're flying in, they're trying to get all their spots in and that's not necessarily conducive for the best 2-hour TV show. Right. And I think they kind of had to rein some of these guys in and they're learning you know, there. One of the benefits I had is that I was in the territories, you know, and yeah. I did uh, Memphis and I did World Class and did Continental before I got my uh, break with WCW. So I'd made a lot of my mistakes in front of the small, you know, smaller organizations, uh, smaller viewerships. Uh, these guys are going on there, and that you know, the spotlights on them, and sometimes, uh, you know, you can see them learning as they go but i think the level of talent is exceptional uh they know you know they know where they want to go uh the khan uh, family is in it for the long haul they've got the funding and i think it's been a success and that uh tnt is really happy with the ratings so uh yeah i wish everybody the best one thing yeah. i will i said this during a q a part of my show is i don't use the word hate very much but i hated the term buyer's market 
as far as wrestling goes. Mm -hmm. You know, Bill watches as a buyer's market, like we were commodities, you know. And now it's a seller's market. Yeah. You know, like if you you don't have to go to WWE. There are guys who will say thank you, but I'm happy where I am. This is with you know, with uh New Japan or yeah. whatever their deals were. And I think that's good for business because now WWE is paying their even their middle and bottom you know, lower card talents considerably more than they would have to because they realize, yeah. yeah, that if they're not the only game in town. And I believe uh, they're a billion-dollar company. Right? They're not losing money because right. they're paying yeah. you know, their talent better. Um, and I think that uh, what what's good for the men and the women who do the work is ultimately good for WWE. I mean, what do they say? Is that a rising tide raises all ships? Yeah, it does. So, I mean, yeah. 100%. Uh, in relation to all of that, last question I have for you is, with all of this out there, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a – a deluge, overwhelming amount of wrestling available to wrestling fans uh, for, you know, at a crazy point in history where we are as a wrestling fan. It's an amazing time to be a wrestling fan. And a terrible time to be the significant terrible. other of a wrestling yes. fan. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also a terrible time to be a wrestling fan. I just step fan. on your punchline? Oh, well, no, yes, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Yours was better. The, <laughs> what were you going to say? Yeah. Um, yours was better. The I was saying it's also a terrible time to be a wrestling fan in the sense of social media yeah. because now there's this, the, you're, while you're able to interact with wrestlers and you're able to find more product, you're also exposed to way more negativity that's a part of the culture as far as so a lot of fans, let's be honest, yeah. um, that you weren't exposed to before. Because it was just you and your friends talking about right. wrestling. Now, I mean, every you, you happen to say you like Roman Reigns, and you get 5,000 wow. tweets about why you're an idiot. When I was with <laughs> Impact Wrestling, and I was pretty new to Twitter, right? Yeah. I had like maybe 40,000, 60,000 followers. And uh, John Cena just given a heck of a promo. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and uh, so I say, hey, great promo by John Cena, at John Cena. I think it's time that wrestling fans start appreciating the body of work. You know, yes, that he's yeah. done. And all of a sudden, my daughter, two minutes later, goes, Dad, you just got 2,000 yep. like, <laughs> yep. reactions. I don't know what it was. I was like, how is that possible? So I followed <laughs> up by saying, oh, yeah, try to find – a bad John Cena pay-per-view match. Yeah, yes. And then followed that, and then it was like thousands more, and it was like, by virtue of the fact that you're all pointed into the same exact match, mm-hmm. which was our truth you know, I was like, that's the exception that proves the rule. Right. And, and I was just flooded and inundated mm-hmm. with, uh, and hey, look, I just said, I just finally couldn't take, I had to voice my opinion about this uh, impeachment thing you know right. so i just said a, a, a trial without witnesses it's a permanent stain on our democracy senators this will be your legacy the world is watching i lost a hundred thousand followers wow a hundred thousand followers with a very mild rebuke you know so it's like yeah you, you know, you're not just engaging people in conversation you're angering people with your opinions sometimes yeah, yeah. so it's dangerous to have one. Yeah. You can't be political either way because yeah. you're going to tick half the audience off. So my real question to you would be, what's your advice for wrestling fans? Not wrestlers. I know there's, everybody's <laughs> asked you, what's the advice you have for up-and-coming wrestlers? What's your advice for wrestling well, fans in 2020? I mean, keep the keep the criticism constructive, mm-hmm. I would say. And uh, just try, <laughs> you know, keep in mind that... Today's fan is going to c- complain about a five-second glitch 
<laughs> on a network that instantaneously allows you access to thousands of hours. Like, dude, I remember when I used to have to buy video cassettes that arrived in fifth generation <laughs> yeah, yeah. form. And I would sit there for 12 hours a day sometimes to try to catch some action in between the waves and the flickers, yes. you know? Like, we've got it better than we ever have, but I think it's just the nature of the beast. People are going to complain. Yeah. I, uh, uh, one of the things I enjoyed least about being the general manager is that people felt like they had to tag me in on their criticisms of the show. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, so you, you know, if you were to sit down a thousand of these people and go, do you consider yourself to be an educated fan? You know, mm-hmm. yes. Do you think a guy with sweatpants and a history of head injuries runs this company? <laughs> no. Then stop tagging me in. Stop telling me all the things you don't like about it. I have say once in a while when I fight for something. Other than that, I do what I'm told. You know, I'm playing the role of the guy who runs the show. Guilty by association. Yeah, there you go. Well, again, Mick Foley, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. We hey, thank really you guys. Appreciate it. appreciate it. Did I lose half my viewers by expressing I, uh, my political We're going to hope opinion? not. All right, let's we're see how hope not. Our, our podcast, by the way, Eat, Sleep, Podcast, Repeat, ESPR. All right. Excellent. There you go. Thank again, you for the plugs, guys. RealMickFoley.com. Check it out. He's got tons of events coming up so you can catch him live on the road. Thank you again, Mick. Have a nice day. What, what a great guy. What a great dude. Awesome talking with him. I could talk to him all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that was one of those. You just want to hear his stories. And what I love is he still has the passion for the business. Yes, I yes. Mean, I, you know, because and he talked about, you know, the older guys you'd be bitter or whatever. He's still passionate. And what I love is he talks about guys that, like, you know, you know he wants to see, like, you know, the Beckys and the, and the Drew McIntyre. Yes. And, 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 you know, when him talking about Drew and the story. Oh, yeah, that that just is like, man, you know, and it says a lot about Drew as well. It really does. It really does. Great interview. Awesome guy. Again, if you happen to be in the Virginia Beach area around the anywhere uh, tonight, Funny Bone, yeah, yeah. V- VB, Virginia Beach Funny Bone, get your tickets. Go see Mick Foley live. If you don't, if you don't happen to be in this area, check realmcfoley.com. He's got events all over the place. He's said more than 20 states yeah. uh, this year. So go check. He will probably be somewhere near you and you can go check out his show. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much for checking out our show. We genuinely appreciate it. Eat, sleep, podcast, beat. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we will meet you back on episode 134 next week, which I'll be honest with you. I don't know how we top this, but we'll gonna try. Going to be tough. Going to be tough. We'll do our best. So until that time, make sure uh, you follow us, facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter at ESPR99, and email us ESPR at FM99.com. Plus, uh, on your major podcasting apps, just search ESPR Wrestling. Until next week, eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Repeat.